Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome back to The Ralph Report for a brand new day. It is Wednesday, April 24th. So happy to have you join us today. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. And sitting from me mere feet away here in the Batcave is the vice host himself, Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in today, kids. And speaking of thanks, last night was the uh, big Social Media Club of Los Angeles event, an evening with Ralph Garman, believe it or not, which uh, there's been plenty of women who could say they spent an evening with Ralph Garman, but I think most of the people last night enjoyed it much more than they ever did. A room full of people could say that? A room full of people. In fact, many of them there last night, I think, could have said that. Um (laughs) Anyway, we talked about podcasts and uh, my experience with them and how to do them as far as I know. I mean, I'm no expert, but I get this sucker out each and every day. So it was a really cool event. So thanks to the Social Media Club of Los Angeles for uh, having me out. And uh, thanks to Allison, our moderator. And thanks to everybody who showed up. It was really fun. So thank you. Thank you. And again, thank you. Today's show is going to be a good one you have a chance to win some fabulous cash and prizes. Cash not included. We're going to have another one of our games featuring the spectacular Eddie Pence. He'll be playing for a member of the Garmy to win some uh, Ralph Report swag. Also, it is Wednesday, and that means... Oh, wait a minute. Something's a Wednesday. One Hit Wonder? You're goddamn right! (laughs) It is One Hit Wonder Wednesday. We've got one from the 90s, skipping around from decade to decade. Yeah. This was a good one, too. I had forgotten about this until uh, this gentleman requested it, so we will get to that. Before I get to any of that, I have a confession to make. What? I bought a movie ticket for a opening day. You did? Yeah. Endgame? Endgame, yeah. You did it? Yes. And here's why. (laughs) Thursday night or Friday? uh, Thursday night. (laughs) I don't believe in the mania of first day movie going uh-huh. I, don't, I don't see the necessarily why that has to happen people rushing to go see a movie right but i literally cannot wait to see this film. i i'm bursting to the see closer this film. it gets the more amped up i get and kevin swift uh, swift what's his name kevin <laughs> smith? smith smith i don't know the man very well uh kevin smith was lucky enough to get invited to the premiere monday night I saw his Instagram post, yeah. Uh, Thor invited him. Yeah. So he went with his daughter, and I uh, I spoke with Mr. Smith just uh, briefly, but his excitement for that film was uh, contagious. Yeah. I, I cannot wait to see They're saying it might make $1 billion in its opening, opening weekend. weekend. They're saying two to $300 million domestically and then another almost six or seven yeah. internationally. Yeah, they're saying it could make a billion dollars before the weekend's over. And it's, it's a three-hour movie. I know. 
So it doesn't play as much as an hour and a half movie. Well, actually, it is because many theaters now are having round-the-clock screenings, which is how I got my tickets. (laughs) I'll be going to the 11 o'clock p.m. show on Thursday night. I'm going to the 10 p.m. show. And I can't remember the last time I've been really... It's beyond eager. It's like aching to see the conclusion of a story the way I have with this one. They've done a brilliant job in building that anticipation in all the movie going public. Obviously, if we're talking about a billion-dollar opening weekend, everybody feels the same way. I mean, 10-plus years, 20-plus films, all connected. Yeah, it really has built up a tremendous momentum where you, and especially the way they, le- they left the last film off, you just can't imagine yeah. waiting one moment longer than you have to to see how yeah. the whole thing resolves. This is cinema history. Nothing like this has ever been done in the history of cinema. Yeah, and I'm really, I'm not a bandwagon guy, and I'm not a guy, first day, or like, oh, I got to be there. <laughs> if it hadn't been for the past decade of storytelling leading me up to just desperately wanting to know what happens... I wouldn't have even bothered. So, I mean, for me to leave my house at 11 o'clock at night to go see a movie, <laughs> that's goddamn so, ridiculous. The big question is, what are you dressing up as? No, I'm not bringing my lightsaber. I'm not going to have my infinity gauntlet. Ant-Man. I'm just going to go to the Ant-Man. goddamn movies, eat Ant-Man. some popcorn, and watch a movie. Tony that's Stark? All. Oh, my God. Just do a, draw a goatee on your face. Just you go as Tony people. Stark. I'm going to just do it. Draw a dick on your forehead. (laughs) Send you to the movies. So I just wanted to get that out of the way because I know we had that conversation before. And now that I've purchased my ticket, you bashed me about it. I like, well, it's that's still not the same thing as you (laughs) with your little friends having lightsaber duels. I didn't. I watched in the front of the theater. I watched a lightsaber duel. I did not have one. I watched one. So, uh, yeah, I had to admit there that I'm I'm glad you came to the dark dark side. The dork side, indeed. Uh, Okay. Let's get the show started. I want to get right to this. We have fun every once in a while. Periodically, we will play a game here on the Ralph Report where Eddie Pence will represent one of you Garmy members. I am sorry. And he will play for one of you. And if he wins, you win. It's just that simple. (laughs) We have 10 questions. If he gets five or more correctly, then we will send you a, a bountiful package of lovely Ralph Report swag. I think today's game is going to be a blast. And I think Eddie's got a real chance I do? of winning you guys I some do. serious okay. cash and prizes. Cash not included. Who are you going to play for today, Eddie Pence? We are playing for Nathan Wallace. Nathan Wallace. Evansville, Indiana. Good old Evansville. Oh, I remember when Mr. Evans founded that yeah. little town. And he couldn't think of a better name for it. That's right. So he named it after himself. <laughs> Evansville, Indiana. Uh, Nathan Wallace, you are today's lucky contestant. And before we get into the game, I have something to tell you. John Cooperman is back. He is? Yes. Now, here's a very clever fellow. You know, first of all, John is desperate. He's persistent. He's persistent and he's desperate. Because (laughs) he sees the writing on the wall and he knows Holiday or Holiday, at the very best, will be playing a reduced role on the show. Very reduced, yes. And so he's eager to get another element to the show up and running so he can (laughs) keep participating good for him i admire the man's persistence for sure and i gotta tell you he contacted me and said are you gonna do these games on a regular basis i said yeah he goes well then you're gonna need uh, an intro and an outro and i said that's true i will be needing that he said okay i'm gonna send you something so john sent something in i'm gonna play before we play our game and i gotta tell you did it it? it's pretty damn good well, he, so I think John may have earned himself another stripe. See, this is the, the moral of the story, kids. Keep trying. Don't give up. Keep getting in that batter box and swinging that 
lumber or whatever they say in baseball. I don't know. I hate baseball. But, you know, I'm saying. gave you the high five, so you should be happy about it. Keep swinging that bat, and eventually you'll make some contact. Here is uh, what John Cooperman said in, and I got to say, I think this is a good one. It's time for America's fastest growing quiz sensation, the Garmy Game Show. With the host that loves you most, Ralph Garmin. And the contestant that can win you fabulous prizes, Eddie Pence. Right? He's got a studio audience and He's got a studio audience. He's got theme music. It's produced he, up. He nailed the genre. Absolutely. Nailed it. I feel like I'm the host <laughs> of uh, The Price is Right or something. Nice job, Cooperman. I think that's a keeper. Good job, it's, Coops. It's tight. It moves along quickly. You're in, you're out. Tells you what you need to know. I'm all about that. All right. Today's game was suggested by a listener, and I have to tell you, I am so blessed. The Garmy is just the sharpest bunch of knives in the drawer. They are just uh, endlessly giving and really creative. So Jack called in with this idea, and I fell in love with it immediately. And this is the game we're going to play today. Hey, Ralph. Jack Forsar General here from the great state of South Dakota. Calling with a game idea. Was just scrolling through the interwebs and saw that in, I want to say, France? Uh, Home Alone was released under the name Mama, I Missed the Plane. So maybe a fun game to play with Eddie Pence would be you look up strange foreign titles for movies that were released here in the States and have him try to guess what movie it is. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Jack, you're a genius. It's a great idea. So today's game is called Lost in Translation. What we're going to do is take famous American movies... That whose names were changed for foreign distribution. Then we're going to translate those titles into their actual English translation, and Eddie Pence has to guess what movie we're talking about from the translation. Oh, All right? Sounds difficult. You understand the game? Yeah, I do. It sounds difficult. It's not difficult. I, some of them are ridiculous. Like Some have nothing to do with the movie whatsoever, but I tried to go out of my way to pick uh, titles that, when translated back in English, at least have some clue in there about what the movie's okay. about. And you're a movie guy. You love movies. I do. So I'm thinking that there should be a pretty good chance would hope. that you can get five, <laughs> at least five out of ten, and that way uh, Nathan Wallace of Evansville, Indiana, will be winning some fabulous cash and prizes. I'm pulling for you, Nathan. Cash not included. <laughs> All right, I've got ten questions in front of me. Every time Eddie Pence gets one correct, you will hear this. Action. And every time he gets one wrong, you will hear this. Cut! 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 All right, it's all about the movies. Lost in translation. Here we go. Question number one. In Italy, Mm -hmm. this film was entitled, If You Leave Me, I Delete You. If You Leave Me, me, I Delete You. I Delete You. Oh, my God. Ah. If you leave me, I I delete you in Italy. (laughs) You've got mail. (laughs) Cut! One of your favorite films, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That would make sense. If you leave me, I delete you. That totally makes sense. Right? It makes perfect sense. All right. Well, sorry, Nathan. There you go. That was number one. But now you're getting the idea of how these things translate, right? you got to look sort of... uh, a mulligan on this. You can't look too uh, literally at these things. Okay. Here we go. Uh, This next film. In China, the title translates to, His Great Device Makes Him Famous. His Great Device device makes makes him him famous. In China, that's what this uh, translated to. This great device makes him famous. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Iron Man. Cut! 
Boogie Nights. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> his device is his penis. I, yeah, how am I supposed to draw that conclusion? Because he's got a great device. <laughs> I've never, never called it. Your penis I've never a called it a device. I have a big device. member. If he said his great member, I'd like to put makes my him device famous. in your vice. Oh my god, this all is right. impossible. This is Shazam over all over two. again. Oh, I got good. I get good feelings Fuck. about the ones coming up. Number three in Argentina, this film's title translates to Vaseline. Vaseline. Grease. Action. There you go. Grease. 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 That one. Was translated Vaseline. into Vaseline. This does not in Argentina. Does not feel the same. Not quite. No. Uh, all right. Now we're on a roll. Now you're getting all it. Right. Number four in France. This title translates into the young people who traverse dimensions while wearing sunglasses. Once again, the young people who traverse dimensions while wearing sunglasses. While wearing sunglasses. Mm-hmm. That transverse dimensions while wearing sunglasses. Right. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Cut! 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 No. I'm sorry. You got one of the actors right. The Matrix. The Matrix. Oh my God. They all wear sunglasses, <sighs> and they go through dimensions. They didn't go through dimensions. Well, from one world to another. I mean, it's translated, for God's sake. I guess neither Bill and Ted, but still. Yeah, that was time. That's not dimensions. <sighs> all right. Uh, dumb. What do you got now? What do you got? I got one right and... Three wrong. Okay. I need four more. You need to start picking up. Some I know. Wins here. Give me some more Vaseline. <laughs> and I mean that. It's not the first time you've said that <laughs> sentence. All right, here we go. In the Czech Republic, this film translated to Santa is a pervert. <laughs> Santa is a pervert. Santa is a pervert? Yes. Ah. Mm. In the Czech Republic, this film's title translates to Santa, Santa is a pervert. Is a pervert. It, they don't get any easier than this on the list, by the way. So I expect a win here. Santa is a pervert? Yes. I... The Santa Claus? Cut! Well, I don't know! Bad Santa. Bad Santa Fuck. with Billy Bob Thornton. Fuck me. Right? God damn it. Okay. I'm uh, getting an ulcer from this game. <laughs> I feel bad for Nathan. <laughs> Number six... In China, this film translates to, he's a ghost. He's a ghost? Yes. I'll give you a hint. It's the ultimate spoiler title for any movie ever. Ghost? In China, he's a ghost is the title of this film. He's a ghost. Yeah. He's a ghost. That title is an absolute spoiler for this film. (laughs) You don't want to say that. Six cents. There you go. All right. There we go. Right. Six cents. They really, that was the title? In China, the title was He's a Ghost. <laughs> it's like somebody's oh screaming God. a spoiler at you as you go into the theater. That's crazy. That was the title? Yeah. All right, what's the score? What did it get? I got two right, four wrong. All right, so you're still in the game. I need three out of the next four to Look, get him some fabulous All prizes. things are possible. Don't forget the cash. Cash not included. Cash not included. <laughs> all right, here we go. Number seven. In France, uh-huh. this film translated to... The Teeth from the Sea. Oh. The Teeth from the Sea. Jaws. There you go. Action. There you okay, go. Okay, all right. All right. This is my favorite His one, His device I think. makes him famous. <laughs> the fuck got that? His great from device makes Boogie him famous. Nights. All right. Uh, number <sighs> eight. In Israel, Shalom. This... <laughs> that wasn't the title. <laughs> this film was translated to It's Raining Falafel. It's raining falafel. It's raining falafel. 
think because they really aren't into the. Uh, they, they transplanted a food right. for a food it, maybe that they don't, they aren't that familiar that movie with, with Israel. meatballs. Uh, it's rainy with a chance of meatballs. Or I'll give it to you. Cloudy with cloudy a chance with the, of cloudy meatballs. With a chance of meatballs. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs right. was translated into Israeli. It's raining falafel. I just go. need one more. I got two questions left. I need one of these. Oh, man. <laughs> this is exciting. All right, here's Cloudy no- with a chance of meatball. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we gave it to you. Yeah, I know. You can I'm stop answering that question sorry. now. Yeah. <laughs> this next one. In China, uh-huh. the film was translated into Run, Run, Cloudzilla. <laughs> run, Run, Cloudzilla? Run, Run, Cloudzilla in China. Run, Run, Cloudzilla. Which is funny because Godzilla is Japanese, but in China, they called this film Run, Run, Cloudzilla. Cloudzilla? Run, Run, Cloudzilla? Yes. Is that gas? I don't know. Fuck. I have no idea. Cut! 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 Twister. The action film Twister in China was called (laughs) Run Run Cloudzilla. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. This is the first. We're down to the last question. I have to get it to win. See, the suspense suspense. that's been built up in this game? I'm nervous. If you get this correct. Palms are sweaty. Wallace... No, Nathan Wallace. Nathan Wallace. From Evansville, Indiana, is the big, big winner of... Oh, I forgot. Tell him what he could win, Ralph. Why, thank you, Ralph. Today, Nathan Wallace could win a Ralph Report air freshener, a Ralph Report note tablet, and an autographed picture of Ralph Garman. Back to you, Ralph. Why, thank you, Ralph. Wow. Air freshener, a notepad, and a photograph. Mm. Very excited. Put some Vaseline in there. All comes down to this. The last question. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm nervous. Eddie, in Japan. I'm nervous, man. In Japan, the Japanese title of this film translated to, I'm drunk and you're a prostitute. I'm drunk and you're a prostitute. <laughs> Leaving Las Vegas. Action. That is correct. I got that right. Leaving oh, yeah. Las Vegas <laughs> in Japan was translated into, I'm drunk and you're a prostitute. Oh. Which is it's a walk-off shot. Which is almost like every time I've ever been in Las Vegas. You could call my film that as well. Congratulations, Eddie wow. Pence. And more importantly, congratulations to Nathan Wallace of Evansville, Indiana. You are today's winner on the Garmy Game Show. How exciting was wow, that? Wow, that was suspense. And you, uh, we will be sending you your, uh, your fabulous cash and prizes. <laughs> cash not included. Thank you so much for playing along. John Cooperman, take us out. See you next time on The Garmy Game Show. The Garmy Game Show is a Mark Goodson, Bill Totman production. See what he did there? That's all he did. That's nice. And the, he's big on the intro and the outro thing. I'm telling you, he's got it. He's really trying. I think those are keepers, John. <laughs> well done. All right. Wow. Well, I'm coming down now. That was a, that was exciting. <laughs> I've never I'm seen someone relaxed. get so uh, alternately excited and furious at himself over a little stupid I'm, game. I'm playing for somebody a, a, else. Right. But I'm used just, to losing. I'm but, fine with it. You know what? They're not losing. That I didn't. They didn't win a car or something. But I feel like I'm they're not getting an autographed picture and, a, and an air freshener. <laughs> It's not well, a loss. Put it that way. It's not a big loss. I guess if I actually saw the things in front of me that you could win, it's I not the hundred thousand dollar pyramid. For oh, God's I couldn't sakes. even. I would lose my mind if I was doing that for somebody else. All right, uh, let's get things kicked off the way we do most of the episodes with you guys reaching out to us guys. We love it when you write us. As always, you can write emails to Eddie or myself or Steve Ashton at our names at theralphreport.com. 
don't literally write our names at the Ralphreport.com. That won't will. go anywhere. Somebody I know will. someone will. I'm going to have to get very specific with my instructions lately. Or you can leave a voicemail message anytime you like, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at the Ralph Report hotline, 1-833-HI-RALPH. <laughs> Love to hear from you. I listen to each and every voicemail, and then I grab a few of my favorites, and we put them in a section of the show called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The car is on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now and see what's on your mind. I had to do that part, by the way. The blip, 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 blow part. Because if I don't, then I get phone calls like this one. Hey, Ralph, just listening to the Tuesday show. I was disappointed when it came to uh, Garmin on the Line segment and you played the, the tune for that. You didn't go do that blah, 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 to the end of the song. I look forward to that every time. I go along with you. I even did it and realized you didn't do it and it broke my heart. Make sure to do that. I love it. Blah, 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 blah. You're nothing if not creatures of habit, oh my, my friends. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, Lisa sent in a very nice phone call. Eddie, while you were gone, we heard from a Garmin member named Fozzie who called in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he called to uh, ask, first of all, how Carrie and I met. So we talked about that last week. Oh, and then okay. on Monday, he called back and talked about how much he enjoyed the show because he is he has stopped drinking. He is trying to get sober. And he's going through withdrawals and a difficult time. And he was talking about how the Ralph Report Helps him, makes him feel happy, and takes his mind off it a little bit, and he's oh, struggling awesome. with addiction right now. So uh, we wanted to reach out to him and send him our best. And I was just inundated with support messages for Fozzie from other members of the Garmy, like this one from Lisa. Hello, Ralph, Betty, Carrie, Steve. This is Lisa, two-star general from Alameda. And this phone call, though, is for Fozzie. And I just want to say, brother, keep up the good fight. We're proud of you. The Garmy is behind you. Just take it one day at a time. You got this. LMB. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Lisa, for calling in. And Fozzie, if you're listening, uh, know that we're here and we support your brother and you got a lot of people on your side. Keep it going, Fozzie. Keep fighting the good fight. Speaking of drinking, Again, while you were gone, Eddie, Jen called in. She had a where did it come from uh-huh. while Carrie was sitting in as the uh, guest host. And she wanted to know, Jen did, why do we call women's menstrual cycles periods? Interesting. Yeah. So we found out that it's because it's not a period like the end of a sentence. It's period as in a period of time because menstrual cycles uh, sync up with the rotation of the moon around the earth. Hmm. Every 28 days. Okay. And so the period refers to the length of time it takes in between those events. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, It was fascinating to Jen, too. In fact, she was surprised when she heard her own phone call. Hey, Ralph. It's Jen from Tucson. Um, I know you tell people to not call in when they're drunk, but apparently I called in when I was drunk and asked about the period thing because I was just in the gym listening to a Ralph report and then was surprised to hear my own voice. Um, I was really well-spoken for being uh, unaware, really. Anyway, uh, have a great day. Bye. Uh, LMB. 
She didn't remember she calling. She was blackout drunk. Yes. Calling the Ralph report. And I had no idea when I listened to the call. Usually I can, I can spot right. them pretty good. I can spot, I can listen to someone's call and I can de- determine whether they're high or drunk. Usually, yeah. Jen just seemed happy. Blackout drunk. She just seemed happy. And she heard that and was surprised by her own phone call. <laughs> so once again, don't, don't drink this and could dial. be a warning sign. It's not, it's, could not, be. it's not good for anyone. Speaking of being not good... Eddie Pence what I do this week tried to spread the misinformation that delicious cheesecake <laughs> is soury soury for some reason he invented a new word to lie about cheesecake and some people take ex- exception to that hey Ralph and uh, Eddie <laughs> all right so I'm on my way to work and I'm hearing you know the holiday or holiday food segment and Eddie, I'm, I'm always with you. You know, people do what they want. Some of the stuff you don't like, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate Sephora. I'm, I'm never like, oh, what a fucking idiot. No, I don't have a problem with that. But <laughs> she's taking a sour? What the <laughs> fuck, man? No, it's not sour at all. I honestly don't. I mean, I'm still going to listen. <laughs> I still love the show. But, Eddie, that's just, it's just wrong. Right? Like, it's just not true. Still love you, though. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Eddie Pence is fake news. He is our own fake news. Well, it didn't say it was sour. It's sour E. You spread fake news. It is not sour at all. You are fake news, sir. What's that taste, then? It doesn't taste sweet to me. It tastes like cheesecake. It has its own flavor, but it, it's a thing that has flavor it, that is its own, but and it's not soury. Like I've had chocolate cheesecake. I don't want to debate <laughs> this with you because you're just wrong. It just doesn't. I and I'm not going to let you spread your fake news on my show. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. Right. It's fake, <laughs> phony, fake. Right. It's fake and phony and fake. <laughs> it's all three of those. <laughs> Double fake phonies. <laughs> And speaking of our cherry cheesecake battle, it came to my attention, thanks to many of you lovely Garmy members, that while we were talking about it, often I was saying cherry cheesesteak yeah. instead of cheesecake, which is an understandable Philadelphia slip of the tongue, because most of the time when I'm using words that are close to that, it's about cheese steaks, not cheesecakes, because I eat a lot more cheese steaks than I do cheesecakes. However, uh, Dwayne called in. And maybe I'm on to something. Hey, Ralph. It's Dwayne down in Nashville again. I listened to today's show here, uh, and you're talking about National Cherry Cheesecake Day, and you're describing its deliciousness. And for some reason, I guess it's just a, uh, just a brain fart, uh, you kept referring to it as cherry cheese steak. Uh, and I'm not uh, disparaging that at all. I'm just really kind of disturbed how tasty that sounded in my own head. Right. <laughs> that a cherry cheesesteak might actually be pretty good. I think I'm going to have to try it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love you. Mean it. Bye. And that's how miracles happen. <sighs> Sometimes you make a mistake and it just leads to a wonderful discovery. That sounds terrible. The cherry cheesesteak. That sounds terrible. Cheesesteak with cherries on oh, it. Oh, why would you ruin a cheesesteak? That steak? sounds good. How I think could that Dwayne's be good? Got a point. I think we need to whip up a couple of those. Oh. Have a little taste test here on the Ralph Report. <laughs> you do not need to ruin a cheesesteak. I'm going to run steak. down to Philly's Best, pick a couple cheesesteaks, and I'll slice up. Not in you know syrup or anything, but just... 
some diced fresh Bing cherries and just sprinkle them on there. No. And I think the sweet and savory combination no, would be delicious. Not. It's a wonderful they combination. They won't even let you do it when you go there. Well, you I'm tell them your intentions, they will say no. at the house. I'll whip it up here at uh, Garmy Laboratories and we will... <laughs> You're bastardizing We'll have a little taste steak. test. Excellent idea. No, Dwayne. it's not. Thank you so much. You too, just like Dwayne, can be part of Garmy on the line, but you got to pick up your phone and you got to call me. All right, it's time to take a look at the big calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall. Each and every day of the year has its own holidays associated with it, and we break them down and let you know whether they're legit or not in a segment called Holiday or Holiday. Holiday or Holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Today is National Administrative Professionals Day. Used to be known as Secretary's Day. Right now, it's a longer day. Can't say that anymore. Now it's National Administrative Professionals Day or Admin Day, but you can't say Secretary. Why can't you anymore. say Secretary? I don't. That doesn't know. sound like a bad. That doesn't sound derogatory to me. I think that. I guess it's been given that connotation. I administrative guess. professionals feel like it belittles their participation in the company. Yeah. If you just call someone a secretary, it seems like it's a a mere secretary in some way. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that name has a bad connotation. That's weird. Anyway, it is the day where we recognize secretaries, which says here in the list. <laughs> it says it after the word? Yes. Administrative assistants, <laughs> receptionists, and other administrative support professionals who, without which, most companies simply could not operate. Well, they're the cogs in the machine, basically, they right? Are. And often the uh, the gatekeepers to the yeah. higher-uppers. It's a well-known thing in show business. If you want to get anywhere, you got to be nice to the personal assistants and the receptionists and the people who work in the casting offices who sign you in and stuff because they're the gatekeepers. Yeah. They can uh, they can fuck you over yeah. or they can grease the wheels. They can erase your existence, basically. Exactly. <laughs> so we salute them all as we celebrate National Administrative Professionals Day. It's also International Guide Dogs Day. Yesterday we talked about lost dogs, and now we're talking about guide dogs Guide dogs are just the most amazing animals on the planet. Whether you use one because you're visually impaired, and I know we have a bunch of visually impaired listeners who listen to the show, and it's not surprising a lot of folks uh, listen to podcasts are visually impaired because it's a good form of entertainment if you're not seeing well. But uh, guide dogs, not only for the blind, but also for people who suffer other illnesses. I saw a video about a guide dog who works with a uh, woman who's epileptic. Yeah, And if she goes down and has a seizure and has a fit, this guide dog has been trained to put himself underneath her head so that she can't bang her head on the floor while she's seizing. That's amazing. It's remarkable. And that's why dogs and humans are just such a good pair because human beings are just awful, selfish assholes. (laughs) And dogs just love to give and do for you. And they're happy and proud of themselves when they can do something for you. And it's the perfect combination. It's fascinating, especially with guide dogs, that people put their lives basically in the hands of these dogs that lead them around. And I mean, they stop them so they don't go into traffic. They stop them if a car... Like, it's crazy. And have you ever seen a guide dog nervous about his job? No. They're all like, yeah, I'm cool. This is what I do. This is where we stop. Be cool. It's all good. All right. Now it's time to go. I mean, they're so chill while they're doing this amazing work. It's It's fascinating. Fascinating. So absolutely, uh, we salute all you guide dogs. Unfortunately, I don't think we have many guide dog listeners on the show. So they probably won't hear this (laughs) tribute, but... 
And you know I love to save the food-related holidays for the end because, uh, right? <laughs> right? Soury. Next thing you know, soury is coming out of someone's it's mouth. It's going to be in the dictionary one day. It is a pleasure of mine to talk about a delicious food to all of us who enjoy eating. Uh-huh. And then we throw it over to Mr. Pence and he lets us know whether he will eat something <laughs> or not. And we find out via... The patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. I will pull the handle. If it comes up three of whatever foods we're talking about, we know he'll eat it. Today is National Pigs in a Blanket Day. Oh, pigs in a blanket. You know what that is. It's those little uh, hot dogs, little Vienna sausages wrapped in a in a biscuit or croissant dough. And then, man, that's some good eating right there. I didn't know this, but pigs in a blanket aren't just an American thing. There's a variety of different sausage-based foods called pigs in a blanket all over the world. The United Kingdom, Denmark, Republic of Ireland, Germany, Belgium, Russia, Canada, and Japan all have their version of pigs in a blanket Japan as well. Japan has a pigs in the blanket? Believe it or not. Now, they started initially making theirs with fish. They would put fish inside a croissant roll fish and eat in it a that blanket. way. Yeah, fish in a blanket. Mm. But then they moved on to pig, like the rest of us. The earliest written record of pigs in a blanket is in a Betty Crocker's cookbook, published in 1957, called Cooking for Kids. And it was originally just a thing for kids, but grown-ups like them, too. Go to any cocktail party, you see a whole bunch of pigs in a blanket. Also, did you know that pigs in a blanket are known elsewhere as kilted sausages? I'm assuming that's Scotland. Hmm. Uh, Devils on horseback. Devils on horseback. (laughs) Sounds metal, by the way. Wow. Yeah! (laughs) Devils on horseback! (laughs) My new band. And Wiener Winks. Wiener, wiener winks. winks. Mm, I don't like that. Name. I was arrested once for giving a girl a wiener <laughs> wink. So here's the question. We all love him. How does Eddie Pence feel about him? Let's pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine and find out. Here we go. One pig, two pig, three pigs. Three pigs in a blanket. Eddie Pence. It's a mirror. Oh. Oh. Now that I think about it, it makes perfect sense because there are two of the most basic foods you can feed a child. Bread and wiener. A hot dog and some bread. <laughs> I mean, like, this is really, there could have been a lot of suspense there, right? Or it's just, I've, I've burned are people so me? often that it's you have no idea. nothing but suspense. Because sometimes grilled cheese gets a pass and fondue's off the table. How do I know you don't eat hot dogs, but no, that's too small. I don't know, hot dogs too small look like it choke you. How's the hot dog look like it could well, choke you? If it goes you? down sideways, it's choking. Yeah, oh, my God. So, anyway, good news, boys I won the and game and then this. Oh, You're my God. You're on a roll. This is Eddie Pence's day. He's seizing the day. And that is holidays or holiday. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, you know how obsessed I am with Operation Varsity Blues. I don't want your life. Yeah. <laughs> Things are looking worse and worse for Lori, Lori Lachlan and her husband Massimo Giannulli. The coach who got Lori Lachlan's daughter into USC has pled guilty to Uh-oh. prosecutors. She is copping to racketeering conspiracy charges and has announced... She will be cooperating with authorities. 
for a reduced sentence, Ooh, which means she is going to rat out Lori Lachlan and her husband in a big, bad way. They, I'm sure she'll be a witness for the prosecution. They are screwed. Yeah. Here's what happened. She was an assistant woman's soccer coach at USC. She's no longer in their employ. I'll have Shocking. Her yeah. Shocking. And they con- she was contacted by this Rick Singer dude. This is the guy who had that fake charity that collected all the right, money. That's how they laundered the money through. From the rich, phony parents who tried to get their kids into college. And so Rick Singer emailed this woman and asked her to create a profile for Lori Lachlan's younger daughter, Olivia Jade, as a crew athlete, even though, as we all know by now, Olivia had never participated in the sport in her life. Uh, this woman, again, Laura Janke, responded, okay, sounds good, according to court documents. And then the email continued, please send me the pertinent information and I will get started. So wow. pretty much an admission of guilt right there. And now she is working with authorities after having copped to a few of the racketeering charges. But Lori Lachlan's whole defense is we didn't know. Right. They're just playing now, stupid. Now, in, in, along those lines, it was this Rick Singer guy who wrote the email to this coach. This right. what didn't come from Lori Lachlan right. herself. So there is a degree of separation connected to this particular document. But if they get the singer guy to flip, I'm sure he'll have to. He's going to have to. Or else he'll be in jail for 100 years. And then they're done at that yeah. point. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. I cannot wait. I, 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 I comb the internet every day <laughs> looking for news. That's, that's why I get up every that's morning. so obsessed I am. <laughs> Speaking of celebrities and crime, you remember those two Nigerian brothers that it turns out, depending on who you believe... Uh, were hired by Jesse Smollett to attack him when yeah, the, he claimed the, he was attacked. The extras from uh, the show. From Empire, from right. Empire, yeah. uh, they are now suing Jesse Smollett's lawyers, Mark Garagos and Tina Glandian. They are suing them for defamation, claiming the attorneys lied to the media and tried to tried to make it appear as if these two brothers were the culprits in a real homophobic racist attack. And they did this in order to throw... The, the public opinion off the scent of saying Jussie wasn't involved. Yes, these two brothers did do it, right. but they did it on their own accord. Right. So now these two brothers are suing those lawyers for, for defamation. So are they suing them going, yeah, we were all in on this. We did this as a part of a plan. No, oddly enough. They're and not they're doing not it. suing Jesse Smollett either, just the lawyers, which is really weird. This is so backward. This is Everyone involved with the story is just awful. They all just put them all on island, give them knives, and let them finish it. It's a nightmare. Um, wow. the, the lawyers, however, did float a, a, a string of theories out there to the press while this was all going on, including that the brothers wore whiteface during the attack, and that one of them was involved in a sexual relationship with Jesse Smollett. The lawsuit claims that uh, Glandian, specifically, this Tina Glandian, falsely claimed one of the brothers engaged in fornication. Ooh, fornication. Mm-hmm. With Mr. Smollett. <laughs> so now they're suing for uh, defamation and that they suffered extreme emotional distress, humiliation, anxiety, and damages to their reputations, including making it difficult for them to find any further acting work. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I don't that? think they were killing it before. Oh, Eddie. So. They had those prime <laughs> Empire <laughs> extra slots. Those don't just go to anyone. Only the best in the business. You have to go those. all the way down to Casting Central and fill out a form. You have to show up <laughs> to the set to get that gig. Not just anyone. Holy Christ. If I see one more person claiming that their reputation and their employment is damaged <sighs> when they don't have either, <laughs> I'm going to scream. <laughs> 
And speaking of screaming, this is what's wrong with Hollywood in a nutshell right here. We talked about this before. I mentioned that they're making a uh, Britney Spears, what is termed a jukebox musical, where they take a bunch of an, an artist's catalog of songs and then they stitch together a, a, a loose story yeah, around it. They did it that with stage. several people so right. far. Yeah. It was the, the big hit was uh, Mamma Mia. They did that yeah. with all the ABBA music and then they made Billy like Joel a did one. Yeah, there's been a bunch of them. And we mentioned that Britney Spears is getting yes. done with her catalog. Yes. And it's called Once Upon a One More Time and it is a fairy tale fueled by the hit songs of Britney Spears. So apparently it's Cinderella and Snow White and some other fairy tale princesses all getting together for a book club and then they talk about relationships and things like that. Oof. Wow. Anyway. That sucks. Sony Pictures <laughs> has just won an auction for the screen rights to that musical. <laughs> Lowest bid wins? No. It was a real bidding war what? between the feature film companies to make the movie version of this musical. Here's the kicker. It hasn't debuted yet. Oh. It's going to be debuting in Chicago and then ideally moving to broadway next year but it hasn't even opened yet wow and they're throwing money at the creators of this musical to make the film version of a musical that really as of yet doesn't exist sounds like the producers isn't that nuts this is crazy it could be the biggest dog in the world it could be be like that spider-man musical that you two did (laughs) that's right remember that thing turn off the dark (laughs) spider-man turn off the dark (laughs) well they turned off the lights in the theater because it closed in a couple months yeah, that's nuts. Oh. And I guess they just want the rights to her songs to make a movie probably, out of her I songs. I figure they feel the you songs. You could probably go cheaper and go directly to the source, right? And go right to Britney Spears' publishing house, whoever publishes buy her Buy that and write another movie with those songs. Oh, man, sounds terrible. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on this day, April 24th. Actress, singer, director Barbara Streisand is 77 years old today. A lot of people may think she's uh, old and irrelevant, but I got to tell you, she was one of the biggest stars in the world at one point. Still is for a lot of people. And she really can do it all. She's a great director, great actress, great singer. And uh, one of my uh, favorite films that she was in was a movie called The Way We Were with uh, Robert Redford. One of the great romantic films of the 70s. Here's the theme from that. Another icon, Shirley MacLaine, is 85 years old today. She, I know, has won an Oscar. Yes. She won it for uh, Terms, Terms of Endearment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 85 years old. Eric Bogosian is 66. Drummer Doug Clifford of Credence Clearwater Revival CCR. is 74 years old today. Michael O'Keefe is 64 years old. Be the ball, Danny. See the ball. Be the ball. Caddyshack. He's 64. 
Actor-comedian Cedric the Entertainer is 55 years old. Singer and bassist Jack Blades of Night Ranger is 65 years old today. Night Ranger. Night Ranger. Mr. Christian. Oh, that scene from Boogie Nights is still so intense. It really is. Actor Jamin Hunsu from Amistad and Blood Diamond and many other films. He's also the Wizard Shazam in uh, oh, is the he? Shazam. Okay. Movie, yeah. He's 55 years old. Drummer Aaron Kamas of The Spin Doctors is 51 years old today. Because it is The Spin Doctors drummer's birthday, I was going to play Two Princes, but I'm just going to play the opening of Two Princes because it's got one of the great lead-in drum fills of all time. Right? Yeah. Could be you. Well. <laughs> I'd probably do a little bit more than that. <laughs> I, you know, it's good. You do the five-minute drum solo. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Actor Aiden Gillen of Game of Thrones is 51 years old today. Rory McCann from that same program turns 50. Drummer, another drummer's birthday, Patty Schimmel of Hole celebrates her 52nd birthday today. Oh, make me over. Actress, Mo- I'm You're, sorry. You right? played that song. I, I forgot about that song until, Cap- until Captain Marvel. And, and then they put it in the credits. I was like, oh, my God, that song is so good. Yeah, and you forget how much promise that Courtney Love yeah. showed at the beginning when she then that band broke, and yeah, then like, it all God. just went away. Oh, my God, such a good album, that whole album. Melinda Clark is 50 years old today. She, of course, of the OC. Boy, I had a crush on her back in the day. Uh, actor Eric Balfour from 24 and Six Feet Under. He is 42 years old. Kelly Clarkson, of course, from American Idol. She was the very first American Idol. Now she's a multi-award-winning, album-selling superstar. One of the first ones, like one of the only ones to come out of there and just make a career out of that show. Certainly the only yeah. winner. Yeah. Usually the winners disappear, and then someone, someone lower somewhere in the out. ranks builds a career for themselves. But she is 37 years old today. My daughter is obsessed with Kelly Clarkson, <laughs> by the way. My wife took her to the Kelly Clarkson concert, Ooh. and boy, she just can't get enough Kelly Clarkson. However, when I think of her, I know she's had a ton of hits, but I keep thinking about that season of American Idol when it was the hottest thing on television. Yeah. And when she won, I was genuinely choked up. It was, a, it was a real touching moment to see a kid, you know, achieve her dreams like that. Here's the song that she sang from that show. A moment like this, got a voice. Yes, yeah, she does. No denying that. And being from Philadelphia, this is sort of a, uh, a holiday for me. It is the birthday of singer-keyboardist Rob Hyman of the Hooters. Rob Hyman's a legend in Philadelphia. Not only is he with the Hooters, but he also uh, worked with Cyndi Lauper as well on some of her hit songs. He's just uh, one of the great Philadelphia musicians of all time. In the band, the Hooters, he is 69 years old today, and here's a little taste of of my one of my favorite bands, the Hooters. Give me what you can tonight. 
I could have been in the Hooters. You should. You should have been. should be still in the Hooters. You should move back to Philadelphia you and should go the to Hooters. Hooters. You should just go <laughs> oh, to Hooters. Oh, that's what I meant. I should go to Hooters. <laughs> uh, speaking of music, uh, people have been asking, when are you guys going to do your favorite, uh, three favorite musicians? That's still coming up. We'll try to get it in later this week, but early next week, if, if not by then. Thanks so much. I'm Ralph Garman, and I walk the showbiz beat. And speaking of music, it's a very musical day here on The Ralph Report because it's Wednesday, and that's the day we celebrate one-hit wonders. It's the one-hit wonder! One-hit wonder! One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Today's suggestion comes from listener Max. He brought up a song which I haven't thought about in a while, but it's a goodie. It was released in January of 1997, and it was a hit all around the world. Number one on the UK singles chart. Number one in Iceland and Spain, top 10 in Australia, Canada, Denmark, Ireland, Finland, and here in the United States. The band consisted really of one guy. He would get session musicians to come in and play for him when he recorded, but he was the sole band member and writer of this song. It was everywhere in 1997. You couldn't turn on the radio without hearing this. The artist's name is Jyoti Prakash Mishra. That's right. You heard me correctly. I'm sure I'm getting that name right. Jati Prakash Mishra. I'm pretty sure I've said it twice, two different ways. One more time. Jati Prakash Mishra is his name. Was it ish on the second one again? I don't. One more time. Jati Prakash Mishra. Maybe. Is his name. Better you than me. He goes by the name, however, professionally as White Town is the name of the band. And the song is Your Woman. Here's Max's request. Hey, Ralph. It's Max from Tarzana. I was thinking, um, back in the 90s, there was a song that was played a lot all over. Uh, Your Woman by Whitetown. I think that would be a good, solid choice for One Hit Wonder Wednesday. So, uh, all right, I'll keep listening. Thanks. LMB. Thanks for keep listening, Max. I think you're right. This would be a solid choice for One Hit Wonders. I agree. So here it is. A little bit of Your Woman by Whitetown.
remember the video for that? I never and saw the video for that. It's in black and white, and it looks like one of those old 1920s expressionism films by yeah. Buñuel or Salvador Dali or one of those guys. It's very cool. Uh, this song posed a lot of confusion for a lot of people because he is a man singing I Could Never Be Your Woman, and a lot of people were confused by the intent of what he was singing about. Here's what Jati Prakash Mishra had to say. I feel like I'm casting a spell every time I say his name. Why am I floating? I feel like I'm an Excalibur, and there a dragon should be appearing sometime soon. Um, here's what he has to say about writing his song. When I wrote it, I was trying to write a pop song that had more than one perspective. Although it's written in the first person, the character behind that viewpoint isn't necessarily what the casual listener would expect. It's about being a member of an orthodox Marxist movement or being a straight guy in love with a lesbian or being a gay guy in love with a straight man or being a straight girl in love with a lying two-timing fake-ass Marxist. The hypocrisy that results when love and lust gets mixed up with highbrow ideas. He, he sounds fun. Oh, sounds like an insufferable douchebag, this fun. guy. And he also sounds like he took some samples from the Imperial March in that song. Oh, that's true, yeah. Like, that's what it, it sounds the like. The theme is very similar, isn't it? Ba, da, 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 it sounds like the Imperial March. It's a little March. different, and I think the progression of the notes is a little different, but it's very similar, yeah. Of course, that's what you would hear. That's what I heard when I first heard I it. I think it's a Star Wars ripoff. You ripped off John Williams. Um, anyway. He was a one-hit wonder. There was no significant follow-up to the success of Your Woman. Because <laughs> he's a douche and no one wanted to work with him. <laughs> and White Town did become a one-hit wonder. But as Mishra himself commented to an interviewer, it's better to be a one-hit wonder than a no-hit wonder. I agree with that. Right? I agree with Ain't that. Ain't it the truth? And that is today's One-Hit Wonder Wednesday. It's the One-Hit Wonder! One-Hit Wonder! One-Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. And that's it for today's show. Come on back tomorrow. It's Thursday. That means Ralph Sex University. And I've heard rumors on the street. Huggy Bear told me that there may be another drunk Eddie in our future. <laughs> so that just might show up tomorrow. That's worth tuning in for. Don't you think, boys and girls? Come on back because I love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>